Here we are. Another uh, Chippin' Guy Shellackin' Vinyl podcast show. So this, what tonight's show is, is going to be the second volume of the Pacific Northwest show. Uh, we did the first volume months and months and months ago. That was the Sonics doing Cinderella, one we didn't make last time. Awesome tune. Yeah. Sonics, Tacoma, Washington. 1960. And they're still kicking. They they played here in West Seattle here not too long ago, a couple years ago, at the Easy Street Records. So there's this one song that, how you doing? We haven't done this in such a long time. We uh-huh. ought to probably like make acquaintances, acquaintances again. Well, uh, if we sound a little gravelly today, it's because the smoke in the air. Mm. <clears throat> or the cider on the desk. <laughs> Right. A little bit of both. I was a little disappointed when uh, we heard the playback. Oh, well, we should tell our loyal listeners, the 15 of them, that are, uh, if they don't know, they probably do right now, the um, the website is back up and running. Woohoo! We chased Revlon off, at least for the time be- being. We did. We are now the holders of the shellac and vinyl trademark. <sighs> That's good. Way to go, Chip. Yeah. Uh, I was a little disappointed in listening to the playback with the selection uh, a couple of the selections I played. I would have liked to have played a different Whalers song. Although the one I did play was, it turns out, was kind of early and rare, Mau Mau, but it was an instrumental. Whalers also sang. So That's I, happened to us a few times where we put on a yeah. disc, thought we hit the right song, got a splendid uh, alternative. Yeah, I, I would like to play, because the Whalers are so seminal to the Northwest and the Northwest rock scene, that I would like to play uh, another Whaler song, and I'm going to do that right now. This is Hang Up.
edgy this time. Well, you know, uh, it's what Northwest is known for, the Whalers and the Sonics. I think it won't be like that the whole time. Well, we'll see. Yeah. We got a little bit, uh, kind of some Northwest rockabilly coming up here. Now, me and my buddy, Swabby Joe, we took off in a can from Sasebo. The child was poor and the fuel was low, but that darn tin can could really go. Now, along about in the middle of the night, we were streaming along as a tin can might. When a cruiser behind us blinked his light, blew his whistle and pulled to the right. on this old tin can, which probably makes you think that we're in a jam. But to you swabbies that don't dig this jive, that's six ballers and an overdrive. Now we're tin can men and likely new. We'd race all night until something blew. The stern was down from churn of screw, and through the waves we flew and flew. was pale and he says I'm sick but the tin can man he was just a hick so why should we worry for what the heck that cruiser and us stayed neck and neck over the ocean we did glide flying with throttles open and wide our skipper screamed and the crew they cried but that cruiser and us stayed side by side coming and we thought it was a jet to hear the humming it was moving along at a heck of a pace and when you right then it was the end of the race as it streaked past us we looked the other way the cruiser crew had nothing to say for that going by was a reserve jg pushing a hop to lst thing is alimony. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. I'll be on my way. I'm just too young to get married, you see. There's too many places that I'd rather be. There's a lot of other fishes in the deep blue sea. So wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. That's not for me. Ma'am, I'll be on my way Thank you, but no thank you Not today First thing is matrimony Next thing is alimony Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am I'll be on my way I'm not the kind of guy to Afraid of wedding bells and pricing things. I'm just too restless, I'll never settle down. So wham bam, thank you, ma'am, I'll see you around. Wham bam, thank you, ma'am, I'll be on my way. Thank you, but no thank you, not today. 
First thing is matrimony, next thing is alimony. Wham, bam, thank you, mama. Be on my way. All right, that was Don Rich singing with Buck Owens and the Buckaroos. And where is Don Rich from? He's from Tacoma. He, well, so here's a little, the whole kind of Buck Owens Northwest connection. He was a, I think a San Bernardino guy, one of those inland California people. And he, he, in the 50s, came up and got a DJ job. Maybe, he, yeah, he was a DJ at some radio station up here in the Seattle area and started gigging and met up with this uh, young guitar wizard named Don Rich. Uh, I think he was 16 years old, Don was, from Tacoma or Puyallup. And they they became best friends, and Don Rich was his right-hand man in the, uh, the, the Buckaroos for years and years and years until he finally died. He died in a motorcycle wreck. Another tragic story. But that was him singing and picking on that uh, Buck Owens song. And before that, you've heard me talk about J.R. Ranch many times. The, the I do recall. Yeah, the local 78 uh, record company that uh, I go down periodically. Out of Spokane. Nope, Seattle. Seattle? Seattle. Okay. Yeah. It's been a few months. It has been, but that's the one, you know, Norm Hauge, and he we played that early on, the uh, Showbox Boogie. Remember that? That was right. on J.R. Ranch. And, it's and like, that gal you played? The gal I played, yeah, oh. although I call him woman. <laughs> well, I don't want to get hit. Uh, anyway, so J.R. Ranch was, and I we've alluded to this in the past, but was the this local local uh, seventy eight company, a record company. It was formed by this guy named Jack Rivers, and Jack Rivers was the brother of Texas Jim Lewis, a movie and and rec- recording star. And so they they formed J.R. Ranch, and he I guess Jack Rivers lived here. That that song we played, the Navy Hot Rod song, that was by Jack Rivers, not on J.R. Ranch, but on a recording before J- he formed J.R. Ranch, another company up here named Listen. Okay. And then before that, of course, we did the Whalers Hang Up, Hang Up, Hang Up, Hang Up. Yeah. And then we started all off with the Sonics doing Cinderella. So where are we now? We have... So we went edgy to country. Yeah, well, but it's still kind of up-tempo. You know, one thing we like to do is we like to take the hit side of the 45 and flip it over. Oh, yeah. I was always one for playing, you know, the song that everybody forgot to listen to. Right, right. So Merrily Rush was this big, huge Seattle star in the probably 67 time frame. You know, Angel in the Morning. Remember that song? I thought that was like Juice Newton. Mm, well, she did a remake. Oh. The original was done by this Seattle singer named Marilee Rush, who was very popular nationwide. And I've got the 45, but I'm going to flip it. <gasps> <laughs> and play a song called Reap What You Sow. Well, let's hear it. You came my way. You filled my heart with love. I needed sweet words. I heard. 
checked her out. Yeah, I've got the Wikipedia open. Reap what you sow. Merrily Rush and the Turnabouts. I mean, great stage name, except uh, she married a guy named Neil Rush, so it just made sense. It does. It's not even a phony deal. Kind of like bef- before Neil Pert joined Rush. Getty Lee. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Neil Pert. I don't know who that is. He's the drummer. Okay. Okay, so, um, you know, there's a lot of big Big name people from the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, there's a fair amount of little known people from the Pacific Northwest Northwest as well. I ran across this. Uh, I ran across this LP by a guy named. It's almost as good as a movie. Oh, there's my phone. I gotta turn that off. It happened last time we did that too. Gee, I, th- I thought you were just adding some color. No, <laughs> a train going by. It's my buddy who is like. Text me 17 times a day. No, I'm joking. Only 14. <laughs> All right. uh, you were saying. Dewey Long. Uh, it's it's um, it's almost like it's from a movie. The guy's name is Dewey Long. And I, I never heard of him. And I saw this record at the Goodwill, maybe. At the Goodwill, maybe at the Salvation Army. You know, something like that. I had to get it. I mean, I, the the viewing public cannot see the picture, but check out the cover. There's Dewey with his Kiana shirt collar and the puka shells. He's got kind of a uh, Jose uh, Feliciano look to him, minus the sunglasses. <laughs> he's got a lot of hair and a long sunburn, sideburns, doesn't he? Long sideburns, yes. Now, this this was this was recorded. This album was recorded at General Recording Studio. In Omak, 
Washington. There's actually a recording studio in, in OMAC. OMAC have general. You ever, have you ever been? It is right. It's, it's the back of the general store. Have you been to OMAC? I've been to OMAC. Yeah. It's like the long road to nowhere. It's true. But if you it's keep a on day town. If you keep on going, you'll get to Tenasket. That's true. I've been there as well. <laughs> so have I. I had a case over there years and years and years ago. <laughs> anyway, it's this is fun. So um, we are going. Well, let's hear some Dewey Long, darn it. Dewey Long. Well, you know. Well, we haven't been talking much in the last couple of shows, I noticed, and I don't know if people get bored of talking, but maybe we should talk. I don't know. It's fun. I, I, I think our 15 listeners are, are waiting for the music okay. and, and not us. Here comes Dewey. Louisiana, where the black trees grow, there's a voodoo lady named Marie Laveau. She got a black cat tooth, a mojo bone, and if you wouldn't uh, leave her alone, she'd go, Another man done gone. Well, she lives in a swamp in a hollow log with a one-eyed snake, a three-legged dog. She got a bent, bony body and stringy hair. If she ever catch you all messing around here, she go, Another man done gone. And then one night when the moon was black, into the swamp came a handsome Jack A no good man like you all know And he was looking around for Marie Laveau He say, Marie Laveau, you lovely witch Give me a little charm that'll make me rich Give me a million dollars and I'll tell you what I'll do Honey, this very night I'm gonna marry you Another man done gone Ah, give it to me now Started mumbling, her teeth started gnashing, her body 
body started trembling and her eyes started flashing. She went, <laughs> Another man done gone. So if you ever go down where the black trees grow, meet a voodoo lady named Marie Laveau. And she asks you to make her your wife. Man, you better stay with her for the rest of your life, or it'll be <laughs> another man done gone. Come here, Marie. I'll put your body next to me. I said, get that one-eyed snake out of here because I cannot tolerate those serpents. And if you don't get that snake away from me, I'm gonna kick that three-legged dog where his fourth leg ought to be. Yeah. That was amazing. That's pretty cool, wasn't it? I that was such a f- high fidelity recording for the Omac General Store. General Recording Company. <laughs> <laughs> Omac General Store. It's like Aunt B is probably out in front. Exactly. Right? That was really impressive. Way to go, uh, Dewey. Yeah. I never heard of the guy, but it's cool. It's very cool. It's a cover. I've got it in my head somewhere. I know it's on my computer somewhere That who the original artist was, but I'm not going to figure that out right now. Let's keep on going. Yeah.
nice Robert Cray. Yeah, that was pretty nice. Kind of a deep cut off that album that uh, had a uh, couple other things. Don't Be Afraid of the Dark was the name of the album, but that's kind of a deep cut. I like that. Yeah. Off the beaten path a little bit. So there was this lady in Seattle in the 40s and 50s named Mercedes. Not Mercedes. No, it's Mercedes. And she, I've got, I printed out this stuff here. She kind of was a chanteuse, you know, a, oh. like a a lounge singer of quite some renown at the time. Hmm. Played in a lot of the hotels down in the commercial district in that Just era during the Seattle height of jazz. Well, she, but she wasn't part of that that Jackson Street crowd. She was hmm. downtown kind of polite society maybe okay but well i've got a record by her so let's listen to it hungry for love and affection starving for kind words or a kiss a gentle touch would mean so much These are the things that I miss Wanting someone to hold me Wanting someone to kiss In every way I've tried each day to find a love to share. Some small token to let me know that he thinks of me now and then. A little smile once in a while. Make me so happy, oh yes, and then I'd never want for affection. I'd never be hungry for love. That little kiss that I had missed would be something I've just dreamed of.
That was the Allies. Okay. So, remember we started off the first show, the first Pacific Northwest show, with the Heats. Uh, actually, I think you had a little introductory slice from the Young Fresh Fellows that led into the Heats. I could be, but anyway. the Heats we played really yes, early yes, on. Yeah. Okay. And I don't like your face, I believe. That was the song. And we were talking about the, how they were the next big thing that never was. Right. And then they kind of morphed into the Allies. Did they? Well, at least one of the guys did. One of the guys did? Okay. Yeah. So the Heats were really, I mean, I talked a little bit about this, I think, the last show. But when I arrived on the scene, when I came to college here in the beautiful city of Seattle, mm -hmm. the Heats had face-planted. Actually, as, as I said, the lore was the record company had killed them because of the knack. But um, and the Allies had taken over as the biggest band in Seattle, and that Emma Peel was was their hit. And I don't understand why they weren't big, because that's a cool song. That's a great tune. Yeah. Great tune. Yeah. Okay, so I think. Do you have any Mondo Vita? That was the other band that was. Uh... I didn't. No, I I do have something on digital but i don't have it uh, i don't have lp and then there was another song that they played frequently on the jet remember the jet, the jet yes. 1590 that's right uh vaporized by the x15s remember that one i do not oh gosh that's a great song there you go that's all my like plastic is crinkling yes um but it's important to keep the allies in plastic well yeah well that's the whole long-term goal is to get all my records in plastic Oh, I thought the long-term goal was to get all your records on the podcast. <laughs> well, we're going to be doing this when we're like 250 years old then. All right, but that was a cool song. Yes, I support that very much. All right, so this next song, I don't just kind of remember I told you that it's been such a long time since I pulled out stuff. I don't really remember who this is. Hitchhiking Blues on Linden, a local label by a guy named Jim Parks and the Rambling Playboys. Well, let, we're me, just, let me see if I can Wikipedia them. Well, you're not going to be able to find them, but we're just going to play it. I have a, t I have a belief that it might be a little bit hillby, hillbilly country-ish. But All right. let's see. It's early 78 stuff. In her eyes there is a glow She's in love
how I have roamed around a lot, but very far I've never got in finding love that I have sought. I'm just a lonely hitchhiker in search of love. The right dear girl I'll meet someday Then I won't wander around this way Oh, love to me will come to stay To this lonely hitchhiker in search of love Hitchhiking blues, hitchhiking blues I'm just a lonely hitchhiker in search So that was rail. <laughs> that was rail. So you you went to high school here in Seattle, didn't you? I did not. Well, okay, oh. where did you go to high school? Uh, Portland. Okay, so rail, they weren't a thing in Portland? They were not a thing. That was rail. Hello, by the way. I, it sounded like they were, you know, in concert in, you know... Budokan. Okay, so that they were they were really big, like seventy five to seventy eight, I think, around here. They won the first MTV. You know, it was like 
submit your tapes, be a big star thing. Okay, you, the, the, you're you're mixing up things now. Well, well, MTV didn't start till 1979. Well, okay, so did I say 77 or 78? I thought you, I thought you said earlier in that. Well, I said okay. 75, 77, 78. I know they. So I, I were these guys. Rat. No, these guys came to our high school and and played, and they, these guys came and played at our high school like for after football game dances, and then they also played at the Catholic Church CYO dances that they used to have next door to my house. Was this before they released Hello. Yeah, it was. They were working their way up. Okay. But then they became rather huge, for. You know, I mean, MTV, they were Rail. like... Rail. I just... No no recollections none. whatsoever. Rail and... Well, see, well, they were originally known as Rail and Company. Still. The end company doesn't add it for me. Like, oh, of course. <laughs> they had one guy. They had one guy, like, he was their bass player. This... I, they didn't... He didn't do this after they became, like, MTV people. But he was, like... He painted his face up like Kiss. Hmm. These guys were big around here, so I'm glad we played that just for old time's sake. It was a nice tune. It kind of sounded like Rush a little bit, didn't it? It sounded a lot like Rush. I thought that too. Yeah. Where are we now? Okay. We are going to play. Oh, okay. You should Google this one because this is one that I just picked up. What was the the one we played before, Rail, again? Jim Parks, the Hitchhiking Blues on Jim Parks. Okay. Yeah, that was... I think I probably chose the other side but i didn't write it down you know what i mean so yeah okay so this you're gonna google, I'm gonna this. google this and it is kathy with an i mcdonald and she was you know a lot of people have have compared her to janice joplin and i know that's a that's a heady comparison but if you google her and wikipedia get the wikipedia or go to allmusic.com and she she had quite quite a a pedigree let's uh let's put it on anyway this is called freak lover
Kathy McDonald. What do you got on the Google about her? She is a rock star. Yeah. That you never heard of. It's like Brenda Patterson. Remember Brenda Patterson from the Halloween show? Yeah. Same type of thing. She, uh, born in Anacortes. Yeah. Um, started playing in bands around Bellingham. Uh, 19, moved to San Francisco and became an Iket with Ike, Tur- Ike and Tina Turner. Sweet. Joined Big Brother and the Holding Company. Cool. Now I'm thinking that's probably after Janice is gone. But... Probably she was the sub for Janice. But what really caught my eye is she's a vocalist on four tracks for the Rolling Stones' Exile on Main Street, including Tumbling Dice. Uh, you know, and she's you can hear that yeah. that high thing going on yeah. here from that. And that's pretty amazing. I think she died of cirrhosis, though. Uh, that I don't know. She toured for decades with Long John Baldry. Yeah, yeah. But I think she had some substance abuse issues, as as many many artists do. Yeah. But it's a pretty cool song. Oh, and, and she, she's got the pipes. And you know, goodness. I just love when I do this. I bring home, I find these albums. You know, I go flipping through the the records at Goodwill or wherever, you know. And it's like, oh, I don't know what this is. But I'll, I'll take it home. <laughs> Kathy McDonald was one of those? Yeah. My goodness. Yeah, I just started, I played it. And then I was like, wow, who's this? And I like Googled it. And was like, she's from here. I can put it on the Northwest <laughs> show. That's cool. Yeah. Okay, so that was good to play. Um, we played Bing last time, and Bing is, uh, you know, in my estimation, probably one of the top two or three Pacific Northwest ar- uh, artists ever. I'm not playing him because he's, like, so great, but, but there's, like, a double Pacific Northwest... Um, there's a double Pacific Northwest... What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, thing. <laughs> Link? Link? Connection? Connection. Yeah. Wow. Man, have a cider, huh? But, uh, so, so this is, um, this is Bing with the Andrews Sisters, and it's a song, it's a record that I've been looking for for a couple years, two, three, since the first time I heard it, and I just came upon it at, I think at, at the a... the Goodwill? No, I think at a, at a, I think I found it at a... A used record store, and I think he wanted 50 cents for it. So here we are. It's a 78. You're willing to give him a couple quarters. A couple quarters. <laughs> here we are. All right, let's hear it. On the Black Ball Ferry Line, up in Seattle, where the sun shines, seldom shines. Up in Seattle, all the whistles go, and the bells go. The ferry boats are chugging right along, right along. All the people love to ride the blue Pacific on the black ball ferry line to be specific. While the whistles go and the bells go, and the ferry boats are chugging right along, right along. Up on the upper deck, the view is great by heck. You love your Galapag and you're in Clover. And when the whistles blow, you hate to go below. Cause, Cause that's, that's the signal that the fun is nearly over. On the black ball ferry line up in Seattle, every single GOP and Democrat will hear those whistles go and the bells go as the ferry boats are chugging right along. Right along. Right along. Right along. Get aboard, get aboard when the weather's fine Take your pick of the ferries on the black ball line There's the Illahe and the Chippewa And the Killayute, the Kalakala 
You'll find all these on the flag for line. The Plahani. The Nisqually. That's what used to go to Bremerton. Yeah, I, I I was thinking like this is made up until I started to hear those fairy names, which, mm-hmm. which are all too familiar. Right, the Kalakala, that was a big one. <laughs> yeah, for those of you who are not Pacific Northwesterners, the Kalakala is quite the uh, quite the saga. Well, but here. it was it was uh, like an Art Deco. It was like an airstream. <laughs> it was. It was a silver ferry that plied the Puget Sound between Seattle and Bremerton for a number of years, and unfortunately, it came to an untimely demise. It, I think it last word was it was at a a dock up in Alaska, half sunk. Well, it was some some on, entrepreneur had had saved it and kept it. I, I I forget where they moored it, but they it was just sitting there forever, and then was determined to be a hazard because it was leaking stuff and eventually the state said get it out of here <laughs> right i think i think it was eventually tore apart for scrap yeah which was um you know i remember i but many I, of those names from the black ball line are still in service today yes they the are Isn't that, the it's, that's what's so cool about that i was like wow, i know that ferry i rode that ferry. i rode the calacala i remember that one uh, but that was fun, and that's I see. Even though we played Bing, we had to play that because it had such a Northwest connection. Oh yeah, yeah. Was All that right. a hit? Like, did the rest did the rest of the nation learn about the Black Ball Line? I don't know if that song was a hit, but it had the Andrews Sisters on it, so probably right. I think it would have been a great follow up to Chattanooga Choo Choo. Yeah, yeah, but that's <laughs> had not... that had that tempo to it. Yeah, it had that Chattanooga Choo Choo. We couldn't play that on this though. That could no. be played on our railroad episode or the tennessee show we don't have a tennessee show in the works <laughs> no we, that's not one of them we don't no not in the works we've got plenty of nashville on vinyl i'm sure oh well yeah and yeah 
probably shellac too. All right. Foreshadow. Foreshadow. <laughs> well, I gotta start. I gotta start thinking of that one too. I got them like three down. You know, I'm, I'm in my head. We're three shows ahead. I see. Yeah. Okay. So, Jimmy Rogers is not the Jimmy Rogers of the railroad fame. You know, the 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 blue yodel guy. Yes. Although he was Jimmy Rogers, that guy was Jimmy Rogers. Same too. name, but different person. Different, different person. This guy was Jimmy Rogers from Camas, Washington. Camas yep, down south. Camas by Vancouver, right. down by where you're stomping grounds, where That's you right. grew up. Camas. I didn't know that you were from Portland. I, maybe I knew the, that and forgot. Isn't the nuclear reactor near Camas? Uh, the one the that they shut down, reactor? except for one. I think there's one still working. If you drive, still working there. I think if you drive by, you can see the lights on it going. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. Yeah, whoops. Whoops, yes. <laughs> yeah. For our listeners, that's that's the name of the Washington Public Power Supply System or something like that, and it turned into a huge lawsuit in the mid-'80s that never really ended. But all the nuclear reactors, except for one, I think, in the Puget, Puget Sound area, Pacific Northwest area, have been shut down. I think this one, Camus, is one of them. I forget what the name... Okay. Trojan. Trojan was the name of it. Okay. All right, the Trojan reactor. Maybe, Jimmy Rogers had a. a he was um, from Camas, and he had one huge hit that we're not going to play. Honey, are we going to play the backside? No, we're going to play another hit that wasn't quite as huge. But All right. Honeycomb, remember Honeycomb? Breakfast sweet, you know that. I remember the cereal. Yes. Yeah. Well, that was based Honeycomb's on Honeycomb's big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great big bite. Was that it? Honeycomb, that's a breakfast sweet cereal. Honeycomb for your tongue. Honeycomb. It's probably an earlier Honeycomb commercial. <laughs> Maybe. All right, this is Kisses. Big, big taste in a big, big This bite. is Kisses Sweeter Than Wine, though, which is another hit. Oh, that's, that's a nice line. Yeah. Here, hold on. Well, when I was a young man and never been kissed, I got to thinking it over how much I had missed. So I got me a girl and I kissed her and then and then Oh lordy, well I kissed her again Because she had kisses sweeter than wine She had mm-mm kisses sweeter than wine Sweeter than wine Well I asked her to marry and be my sweet wife I told her we'd be so happy for the rest of her life I begged her and I pleaded like a natural man And in so lordy, well, she gave me her hand Because she had kisses sweeter than wine She had mm-mm kisses sweeter than wine Sweeter than wine Well, we worked very hard, both me and my wife were Working hand in hand to have a good life We had corn in the field and wheat in the bin And in the whoops, so oh, lord, I was the father of twins Because she Kisses sweeter than wine She had mm-mm Kisses sweeter than wine Sweeter than wine Well our children ain't numbered Just about four And they all had a sweetheart Knocking at the door They all got married And they wouldn't hesitate I was a whoops Oh lord the grandfather of eight Because she had Kisses sweeter than wine She had Kisses sweeter than wine Sweeter than wine Well, now that I'm old and I'm ready to go I get to thinking what happened 
happened a long time ago Had a lot of kids, a lot of trouble and pain But then whoops, oh lordy, will I do it all again Because she had kisses sweeter than wine She had kisses sweeter than wine At seven o'clock, there's twenty terriers a working at the rock. The boss comes along and he says, Keep still and come down heavy on the cast iron drill and drill ye terriers drill and drill ye terriers drill. Always work all day for sugar in your tea down behind the railway and drill ye terriers drill and blast and fire and blast and fire. Our new foreman was Gene McCann By God, he was a blame mean man Past week a premature blast went off And a mile in the air went Big Jim Goff And drill ye terriers drill And drill ye terriers drill Oh, it's work all day for sugar in your tea Down behind the railway And drill ye terriers drill And blast and fire And blast and fire Next time payday comes around, Jim Goff a dollar short was found. When asked what for came this reply, You're docked for the time you was up in the sky. And drill ye terriers bill, and drill ye terriers bill. Oh, it's work all day for sugar in your tea down behind the railway. And drill ye terriers bill, and blast, and fire, and blast, and fire. Boss was a fine man down to the ground And he married a lady six feet round She baked good bread and she baked it well But she baked it hard as the holes of hell And drill ye terriers drill And drill ye terriers drill Oh, it's work all day for sugar in your tape Down behind the railway And drill ye terriers drill And blast and fire and blast All right, that was Earl Robinson, a Seattle folk singer, doing a traditional song, Drill You Terriers Drill, on a Keynote 78. Earl Robinson was kind of this, um, I don't know, I don't want to call him second tier. I guess he had had a lot of songs. I think he was a poet and uh, just a general, kind of like a, Pete Seeger, Woody Guthrie kind of guy, but our Northwest version of it. Kind of reminded me of Burl Ives, which who I think might also be a Northwesterner. I don't know about that. Maybe. We can Google that on the break. And then if it is, we can play something by him. <laughs> I don't have anything pulled out, but we do have it. Um, what do I got here? I haven't played jazz yet. I think I'm going to do a little bit of a jazz block. 
Okay. Okay. Um, we're going to start off with Bud Shank. Bud Shank was not a Northwest native, but moved up to Port Townsend and lived in Port Townsend for several years. And he was... Um, Founding member of the Port Townsend Jazz Festival. And he was like the director of it for a number of years. The Centrum Jazz Festival. Yes. Uh, he was a, a well-known L.A. session player. He played with Kenton, I believe, um, in the early 50s. He was an alto sax player primarily, but he also played flute. Uh, he, This was early on. This stuff that I want to play here is a little early on, and it's a little... I like it because it's harder. You know, it's harder than this than this later stuff that he put out an album was a little bit uh, sappy. You know that early Kenny G, early Kenny G, which we'll who we'll talk about later. <laughs> we're going to talk about Kenny Gorlick later. Gorlick. <laughs> yeah, but for right now, we're going to play Bud Shank. All right. All right. Thank you. 
Vic Myers and his orchestra. Nobody knows but... Oh, wait. No, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's secret. Nobody's secret. Come so what's the uh, Northwest connection? Well, Vic Myers was a Seattle band leader, and he recorded several 78s for Columbia. And uh, after he, um, he... I guess he was like in-house resident at one of these hotels downtown and after he ran his course as an orchestra leader in seattle he became a politician and served many years as lieutenant governor of washington all right then yeah vic myers so we started that off with um bud shank that's right blues in the surf that was a nice little that was nice he was uh, a little bit straight ahead as opposed to sappy stuff and then we went to Mark Lewis, the Mark Lewis Quartet, doing Lonnie Knows. Now this is, I gotta get a little crow a little bit here. Mark Lewis is a friend of mine. Mark Lewis is a, an incredible sax player. From he, your time in Bremerton Jazz Band. No, well, he he was from Port Orchard, which is really near Bremerton, but because he has an, an eyesight issue, he did not play in the South Kitsap band or the, oh. the stage band, I don't think. But um, he is very prolific. He's, he's, I don't know, this is an LP. I don't know how many LPs he did. Uh, probably not very many. But he's my age, right? So he's coming up on 60. So he was still in the LP age. But he has self-produced himself for countless, you know, like tens of, uh, CDs, and he's um, he's just a Northwest uh, Northwest jazz guy that's still still doing it, and playing it, and and we're Facebook friends. Well, that was a great cut you played. Yeah, it was really cool. That was an early one from him. He, I think he came a little bit under Stan Getz's wing for a while. Huh. Uh, and and you know he's he's really an incredible sax player. He his his group his quartet played at my. 40th birthday party. There you go. That's pretty amazing. It's kind of like the Bing Crosby thing. Double connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going to still keep on this jazz bent a little bit, then we're going to ease off a little bit. But there's a couple more that I need to play. Because I I misspoke. I did misspeak last episode. 
I said I would never play anything by Kenny G. Did, did we? You you gave me a hard time for saying that actually. Uh, he he. I mean, he's very talented. I mean, let's 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 you know. But he doesn't play stuff like what we just heard, right? By Mark Lewis and by Bud Shank. He doesn't play that kind of jazz. Yeah, uh, uh, stuff's kind of elevator music. Right. So early on in his post Franklin High School career, we talked about him being a big star at Franklin High School down on Rainier. Yes. Uh, did I ever tell you that we saw him down at the International District, him walking around all dressed up with his hair flying around and everything? Uh, no. It was like, hey, there's Kenny G! <laughs> it was a couple <laughs> this, years ago. hair flying around. Yeah, well, he has a lot okay. of hair. Yes. Uh, he played in a group called the Jeff Lorber Fusion, which was this... It was before before smooth jazz became a thing. All right. But it was on the cusp of smooth jazz. Like Spirogyra type stuff, right? Okay. But this is this is a little bit I thought Spirogyra was more funky. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> so this this album, he was the he was part of the group. He he didn't stay in the Jeff Lorber fusion for very long, but he was in the group for this. Oh, hold on a second. So, while you do not possess any Kenny G vinyl, you do have the Jeff Lorber group. I, this is so why... The, way, the way to get it in the back door. Right, right, well right. Because this is a, like this is like probably 79, maybe. So, it was still kind of on the... It's a, if, it's a little smoothie, but it's kind of jazzy, too. So, I'm going to... It's worth playing because he's so good, right? Okay. Yeah, so let's play it. Let's hear it.
Kenny G. What do you think? G. Kenny. I, I thought that was very funky fusion. Yeah. So, you know, um, I don't want to, like I said last time, you know, he's a, he's a great sax player. I just wish he would play more straight than, than not. But then he's making tons of money that the way he's doing it. So I, who am I to tell him what to do? Yeah, he plays what he likes, I'm sure. What one might hope for us that he would maybe evolve into a different statesman. Yeah, jazz. Yeah, but he's he's definitely he's a great incredibly player. Talented, yeah. Incredibly talented. So we're gonna we're gonna segue a little bit. We might segue back to jazz because we still have Corker, Corky Corcoran to play, Don Lanfear to play, but. I, I always try to play a little bit of blues during our show, and and I've mentioned this last time. It's a little hard. Slim Pickens in the Pacific Northwest, Big Mama Thornton, who who we've played, whom whom we've played, uh, when we Is were she part of the Halloween show? Did she? I uh, know the... we were. We did the thing where we played like five covers. We did like this version, that version, this version, that Ooh. version. She did Hound Dog. Uh, she's not from the Pacific Northwest, but she recorded an album, recorded live at the Monroe State Prison. She recorded the album you're going to play. Not going to play the whole album. Well, the, the song you're going to play. Was recorded live at either, I'm not sure because it doesn't say on the record, uh, either at the Monroe State Prison in Monroe, Washington, which is kind of down by Tacoma-ish, or the Oregon State Reformatory in Eugene, Oregon. So that's the Northwest so Monroe connection. Monroe is north. It's on your way to, to over the mountains. You're thinking of McNeil Island. Oh, okay. Oh. So it's up by Darrington then, kind of. Highway know. 2? Yeah. Highway 2. That's I Darrington mean, area. Just, you head out uh, east. It's it's. I mean, the county fair, the King County Fair is in Monroe. Never been there. No, I'm a Kitsap County guy. <laughs> They're having... That's coming up in a couple of weeks too, and um, I saw Three Dog Night at the Kitsap County Fair. Well, good for you. <laughs> it's all. That's kind of like you know. I have to say, yeah, I, I'm sure. I, I presume everywhere now has casinos. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah. but of course, in the Northwest, we have a lot of. Uh, First Nations lands, so there are a ton of casinos here, and I am just. Uh, uh, repeatedly flabbergasted by seeing my rock gods appearing at the local casino. I mean, Paul Rogers is playing down at a casino. Wow, really? Weeks. Yeah. Wow, which one? Uh, Muckleshoot. Tulalip, I Tulalip. Muckleshoot. Snoqualmie. Uh, I mean, I know Tulalip gets like Leonard Skinner and all the way. Yeah. I don't, well, I mean, it's still the, bro it's the brother. It's the brother. I think he's the vocalist. He's not like the guy. Yeah, he's Gary, the vocalist. It's not Gary Rosington. It's Gary Collins. Rosington. No, it's Gary Rosington. Isn't Collins back in the group? Uh, but I think Gary Rosington is like the driver. Okay. Of of the band now. I went to the one down in Fife years ago to see Casey and the Sunshine Band. The Emerald Queen Casino. Yes, exactly. Now that would have been a show. That was a fun show. You know, I. I dislike people that that harp on disco. I, I mean, you know, oh. it, it may have it may have lasted longer than it should have, but there's some great disco. You music. know what? Wait, guess what? <laughs> I got news for show? you, dude. I got news for you. 
Just a little foreshadowing. <laughs> okay, let's let's play. Wow, who are we gonna play? Um, we're gonna play Big Mama Thornton. That's right. Yeah. At the Monroe uh, State Prison. Yeah. Hold on. Here we go. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Right now, right now, I would like to do a number for the late and great Janice Joplin. A number I had the pleasure of writing. I wrote this number called Ball and Chain. I hope you, and I hope you like it.
Crazy Eights. Great band. From Portland, your uh, original hometown. They were awesome. I, I saw them several times in college. They, they were an awesomely fun band. They should have, uh, that's another one that should have hit bigger than what they did. Yeah, I think they were, you know, UB40 before UB40. <clears throat> uh, they were 84. UB40 was a little bit before then. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. So we talked about disco a little bit. We could talk about the Crazy Eights if you want, though. I mean, I played that particularly for your benefit because it's a Portland group. <laughs> I need to redeem myself on Burl Ives, who was from Illinois. But but he, but he retired in Washington and died in, in Anacortes, where Kathy McDonald was from. I, and, you know, there's another guy like that, Buddy Knox, party party girl the, it was a big kind of pseudo pop rockabilly guy in the 50s he retired in port orchard and died in port orchard but he's not part of this nor is burl ives for that matter we played if anybody really is interested in listening to burl ives they can go back to the halloween show because we played a burl ives halloween song we did yeah but we also talked earlier about disco yes and, um, I don't think I don't think there's any Pacific Northwest disco. Well, you might be wrong. <laughs> you might be wrong. Maybe this uh, this group is not. They are not from the Pacific Northwest, but the the guy who is so there was the group's name was Bell and James, and Leroy Bell is now a local fixture. He's kind of like this. Kind of folky, uh, what's the guy, Amos Lee, you know who Amos Lee is? Mm -hmm. He kind of has that same kind of thing going on around here. And he, I've seen him play at the Triple Door, and he's kind of, you know, a singer-songwriter with a guitar. He hasn't always been that way. He is the, I think, the nephew of a guy named Tom Bell, who was one of the Philadelphia, the Philadelphia Sound people. You know, MFSB, those guys, you mm -hmm. know, they did that whole disco thing. Yeah. And he put together a group. I've got a couple of their albums. We're going to play a 45. This is one of my favorite songs of really of all time. It's pretty, okay. just so, so cheesy. But here we go. It's up there with Earth, Wind, and Fire, September. I love that song. I do. I, that's just, you can't sit still for that song. Yeah. But this is called uh, Living It Up. Living It Up. And in quotation marks, Friday night. Okay. Jump in the back. 
September in my mind. It's it's okay. And, 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 and what, what was the tangential connection to the Pacific Northwest? Leroy Bell. Leroy Bell. He's a Seattle fixture now. But this is back when he was in Philly. I think that's right, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we played Loretta Lynn last time. You know, she lived in Squim for a while. <laughs> so we've, we've got to do, I've, I've, you know, we've got... Piles records, piles of records still to go, and we don't have enough time. I have to play some novelty work, right? You do some something. Novelty. It's just required. It's just required. This guy, that you know, you know who DB DB Booper DB Cooper is, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. DB Cooper, the famous hijacker. Yes. Well, a guy named Tom Bresh wrote a song called DB wrote and played. The ballad of D.B. Cooper? He did, maybe he didn't write it. He just sang it. D.B. Cooper, where are you? But the interesting thing about Tom Bresh, he's Merle Travis's son. Hmm. And D.B. Cooper, for those that don't know, was this, this hijacker. He got on a plane in Seattle, and this is like about 1974, wasn't it? Sounds about right. And uh, he parachuted from a jet. And with a two hundred thousand dollars worth of cash, and he has never been heard from since. Yeah, I forget. He hijacked the plane to Seattle, I believe, from and Portland? that's where he got. Yeah, and that's where he got the money from Portland. Um, and or it might have been vice versa. And then I think it left Seattle. Though. And then it, yeah, and then he he slipped out the back. Uh, after he got the money, crazy, and, and was never found. Uh, Although they claim to have found some 
money in the river only about 10 years ago. It's, now, I think, it's unclear whatever yeah, happened. It's, it's very unclear. But let's let's listen to this because it's, I you know, we got to play some novelty song. All I've right. got a couple that I could play. Godzilla from Tequila, you know, that kind of thing. We're not, I don't know if we're going to have time to do that. That's not one of the top five that you want me to play as we cruise to the bewitching hour. I don't know. I think some of our li- listeners would be familiar with Tequila. But do we really want to play Godzilla from Tequila? We don't. <laughs> we don't. It's here, ready I to I just be- recall there, <laughs> there was a People Magazine article about this couple that decided that they were going to uh, be amorous every day for an entire year. And they lived in? And they called it we're going to tequila <laughs> that was their code all right for, and, well, and they said you know sometimes they're feeling a little sick but they were committed to it <laughs> and what else is in tequila south center mall <laughs> so what we get to play some tiffany or something <laughs> no what do you mean I there think was I'm that al- there was that whole mall era remember where i think i'm alone now wasn't that her uh could have been yeah, yeah. let's play Let's play, play D.B. Cooper. D.B. Cooper. Your attention, please. Flight number 305, departing for Seattle, is now ready for boarding. D.B. Cooper was a traveling man. He rode on the Northwest flight. He asked for some money and $20 notes, and he just dropped clean out of sight. D.B. Cooper was a weary man. He was tired of the rut, you see. When a way came along to change it all, he jumped at the opportunity. D.B. Cooper, won't you please come back? We're looking for your high and low. Cause leaving ain't polite in the middle of the night. D.B. Cooper, where did you go? Was D.B. Cooper a Robin Hood, or was he just another thief in the night? Who took from the rich and gave it all to himself. Now was that wrong, or was it right? D.B. Cooper never hurt no one, but he sure did blow some minds. And as the weeks and the days went rolling on by, he got harder and harder to find. D.B. Cooper, where are you now? Looking for you high and low. With your pleasant smile and your dropout style. D.B. Cooper, where did you go? Get this, D.B. Cooper wrote a letter to the man, said he was treated mighty fine. When it comes to things like hospitality, you sure can't beat that Northwest line. D.B. Cooper, won't you please come back, we're looking for you high and low. Cause leaving ain't polite in the middle of the night, D.B. Cooper, where did you go? I was there. Where are you? <laughs> hey, drop me a line if the sun's okay, would you? Where are you? Mr. Cooper, where are you?
side a little bit of Quincy Jones. I, I, I have to confess, I had no idea that was Quincy Jones. Yeah, it seems a little sad that is we it, had. Is, is, is it titled "Theme from Xavier and Son"? Yeah, oh. he's the guy. So he wrote it for he, for the show. Yeah, it's off the uh, "You've Got It Bad Girl" LP. Quincy, also another Bremerton guy. Yes, he you mentioned that. Started in Bremerton, then moved over here to Seattle, and on to bigger and better things. But he spent his time, and we all spend our time in wonderful Kitsap County. And, and I would just, you know, like to thank Quincy Jones for the Quincy Jones Performing Arts Center at Garfield High School. Well, yeah. That's yeah, quite he, the philanthropist. Sure. Yeah, so we got we got time for two, three more songs, maybe? I think we have time for two songs. Two songs. Should we... Well, okay, so then it becomes... Um, should we should we do a throwback to the, the early 60s, or should we go well, with... I see something spinning there that looks awfully stylish. Okay. Were, were you not going to go that route? Well, I was. I was. Yeah. We I, we could almost do another Pacific Northwest show. There's so many to choose yes. from. But let's. I think, you know, show 23. We could maybe revisit the Pacific Northwest, right? We can. But we can wrap up volume two when here. When it's not so smoky. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I mean, people don't understand what you're just saying there. But there's forest fires in the Olympics right now that are causing us not to be able to see maybe 500 yards away from where we are it's crazy the the moon is almost obscured at night very very cloudy here yes but it's all smoke the olympic mountains upper lena there's a big british columbia as well yeah but there's a big huge fire in the olympics near upper lena uh the lake and um that's a place that I've hiked, and it's kind of sad that that's all in flames right now. And you can't even see it because you can't see the mountains because of the smoke. <laughs> right. You cannot see the Olympics from Seattle, that's for sure. Well, you know, there's this one group from Seattle that, I, to be honest with you, I've, I've never really been into them. But I came across something that I thought it would fit into our Pacific Northwest show pretty well. The Presidents of the United States. And they're going to do a song called Peaches. That'd be like one of their biggest hits. And that's why I'm playing it. But usually you say B-sides. Well, the B-side to this one, and it's the only vinyl I have of them, is Video Killed the Radio Star. They covered that they from the Bubbles? It. Yeah, they covered it. So, But I think Peaches would be a better song to play. That's fine. Yeah. Anything but Casper Baby Pants. No, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. Yeah. Okay, here we are. Peaches by the Presidents of the United States. I'm moving to the country, I'm gonna eat me a lot of peaches I'm moving to the country, I'm gonna eat a lot of peaches I'm moving to the country, I'm gonna eat a lot of peaches Peaches come from a can, they were put there by a man In a factory downtown If I Peaches. Moving to 
peaches Moving to the country Gonna eat a lot of peaches Moving to the country Gonna eat a lot of peaches I took a little nap with a loose old twist Squished your rotten peach in my fist And dreamed about you, a woman That was the Primate Five doing Tunakwa. Your guess is as good as mine. Tunakwa. T-Z-U-N-U-I-K-W-A. Tunakwa. All right. Tunakwa. Yeah. So I think that's the, um, 
that's the second to the last song where I had to fit that in. It was a short one, and I thought it was fun. And before that, we did peaches. It was fun. <laughs> it's fun. We're all more about... fun than peaches. Well, peaches was good. I never understood that song. But it had a nice beat. So who? You're listened? right. It just had a nice beat and a couple interesting lines. And yeah. It just. I, mean, I don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway. Well, so besides Nirvana. Because we don't, as we spoke last time, we don't have any Nirvana. <laughs> there is one seminal Northwest rock icon who we have not played. And this is how we're going to close the show. It's good to be back. It's good to be back on on air. Back on air online. Yes, all of that. And hopefully we can do this a little bit more frequently because it's been a long time. And I do have a couple shows in my head getting put together this though to get um back to the point at hand uh jimi hendrix is like iconic and and we have plenty to choose from but rather than go with yes put out more albums after he died (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't think yeah somebody somebody did not him but uh we 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 like to not play well before we go on to that, let's just talk about all the people we haven't played yet. Like Burl Ives. Oh no, he was on the he was on the Christmas show. No. No, we didn't play him on the Christmas show. We played him on the Halloween show. <laughs> the Halloween we could show. play him on the Christmas next year's Christmas show. Because <laughs> he will always be that. Uh, <laughs> the guy in Rudolph, Frosty. Is it Rudolph the Rose Nomers Reindeer? He's the snowman. The oh. the yeah, he is the snowman, but isn't that is that in Rudolph or Frosty? I think that's in Rudolph. Okay, but we got... Here's who we haven't played that we could play that we're not playing. Larry Coriel. Barney McClure. Corky Corcoran. I, you're, just, you're just giving away the next show. Yeah, but this is all the people that we... You know, it's like the coming attractions. I know. see. New Shoes from Portland. I happen to know those folks. Do you? You know them? Yeah, they were from, uh, part of the band was from the Mount Hood uh, Jazz Ensemble, and a good friend of mine played, oh. played with them. When, cool. they, when, they, when they were at the height of their success, they came into town, and uh, I learned that when you're a really big band, all you can do in towns is go to movies, because <laughs> other than that, you get recognized yeah, everywhere. We don't want to be recognized. Yeah. Um, Don Lanfear, Dave Lewis. These guys, you probably never heard of him, but Ricky Lee Jones. Heard of her. She's from Olympia, though, isn't she? That's Pacific Northwest. Oh, she's certainly. Moved, she's moved away now. Though. She's not living here anymore. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, Junior Cadillac. Danny, Junior Cadillac was from the Northwest. They are from Seattle. I didn't know that. Yeah. Danny Deerdorf, Michael Tomlinson. It's very kind of like this, you know, this 80s kind of earth music. 80s earth music. Yeah. I'll be looking forward to that. The Walkabouts. That sounds familiar. BTO. No, they're Canadian. But they lived in Seattle. No. Yes. Look it up. No. Look it up. Which? Who? who all of them? Yeah. Well, Randy Bachman. Randy Bachman lived for, in Seattle. For a while. Yeah. Well, if Randy Bachman lived here, then, yeah. then it's... And that's that's just maybe some... even Vancouver gets us into the Pacific Northwest. Sure, yeah, Primate Five. Oh wait, we played them. 
All right. We're closing it out with a little Jimmy. Um, off the beaten path, though, even though it's the name of his first album, it's not something you hear a lot. Are you experienced? This was the this was the inaugural introduction for the world. It's amazing. Take it away, guy. Then come on across to me We'll hold hands and then we'll watch the sunrise From the bottom of the sea But first, are you experienced? Or have you ever been experienced? Well, I Your little world won't let you go But who in your measly little world Are you trying to prove that You're made out of gold and uh, can't be sold So uh, are you experienced? Have you ever been experienced? Well, I Prove it to you. Thank <laughs> you.
the great Jimi Hendrix closes it up on our eighth podcast. Crazy eight. Um, good. Hey, you know that's kind of that's kind of fitting that we played the crazy eights on our eighth show. It's good to be back. Uh, so I think we've 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 kind of run the the table on the the Pacific Northwest for a little while. We've done two complete shows and. There's still plenty more to do, but we're going to take a little break. I've got some ideas. Uh, all our valued listeners, I hope you can uh, tune in. I hope you enjoy this show, and I hope you can tune in when we get around to the next show. Hopefully that's not going to be from April to August. It'll be sooner. This is August now. We're in August. Yes, we are. Yeah, hopefully we'll do a show sooner than like five months from now. <laughs> hopefully, Yes. <laughs> All right, well, all you who listened, who, who have uh, cast your lot for the entire two-plus hours, thank you for listening. We appreciate your your attention, and we hope to see you and have you hear us in the near future. Slack and vinyl. Out of here. <laughs>